You're listening to Human Hackers, where we talk human and online. With Phil Richards and Ian Hopkinson. You're about to listen to episode five and the final part of the challenges of finding your identity. If this is your first episode with us, to get some context, you might want to jump back to episode one. Challenges of finding your identity, character. We're here again, Phil. How are you? I'm fantastic. Again, episode number five. It is. Did you, do you five. almost? Are you almost losing count already? Yeah, I am. It's just, <laughs> it, and it, yeah, I am. I'm losing count. It's sort of, it's, it's a process. That once it started, we've been driven to keep going, which is which is fantastic. It's what it's all about. You get a jump to actually get to that stage though. Absolutely. We've got a, we've got, yeah, we've got people feeding back their comments on the early episodes as well. And now we're compelled to, to keep going. The juggernaut has to be on track. It does. It's the only option. Ian. What is it about character that we're going to cover today, Phil? There's probably three aspects to it, and and the first one probably a definition or a distinction at least between character and identity. Uh, we've talked about in the previous episodes how to you know the, the contributors to identity, the creation, um, the purpose, and the presence. And in the presence, we talked about how you develop that energy as as a person to have an impact on a room, or you know via the combined effect of lots of people and organisation. What character is about is externalizing the identity. So rather than just having an identity as an individual, the character is about literally creating something external that people can associate with. And that character effectively then embraces all the aspects of that identity, but it's external to the individual. So it's not Phil or Ian. It's in in our case, we've got two characters, Mad Scientist and, and Human Hacker. So those characters have been created as an external character that happens to represent, you know, the, the traits and all the contributors of our individual identities. Yeah, it's so so interesting because it's got multiple layers. You know, you've, we've got, you know, our identities. We've got the, I guess, the, the identities of the characters. We've got the, um, and I might be confusing words here with identity and character. So pull me up on that, Phil. Um, but when we've got, then when we've got, I've got a team of mad scientists as well. So it's, <laughs> so but suddenly, the, yeah. suddenly in various different conversations and contexts, um, talking about, you know, multiple layers and people just are very accepting because it's a, it's a character, it's a brand. Well, it's the same as, and, and you know, we were talking before about, you look at, uh, you know, the, 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 um. Uh... Characters that are out there like Batman, for example, Superman, all those, the Marvel comic type characters, I guess, where the character, you know, has, has been in existence for, for decades. And and even though the actors have changed, the characters remain. And that's where this is a really key, key piece of the jigsaw puzzle. So the journey we've been on to this point has been talking about, you know, the individual in terms of getting that identity right and looking at what contributes to it, the ability to shift that the ability to understand that it is something we do have control of, then we've sort of loosely extended that out to the organisation. So a group of people that have their individual identities, 
come together to form the identity for sort of quotes the organization in terms of sustainability if we tie anything directly to an individual obviously if the individual goes that's going to seriously affect sustainability so any branding and all the rest of it is going to go potentially be compromised at that point i guess whereas creating a character that that has life has has presence in its own right that happens to align to the identities the identity attributes i suppose of the individual or the organization is just a really neat way to ensure sustainability the character will remain the same as marvel comic characters remain and they'll have those traits the other thing it does too is it builds in um, an incredible opportunity to get the characters to do things and be put in situations perhaps that the individuals might have been reluctant to be put in yeah that's right it's really powerful because you've got basically multiple options of presenting things providing you've got that alignment um and i think people you know will do this with logos and and other symbols and um you know i I think of the nike symbol for instance there's a identification there but when it's a character i think it's a lot more powerful especially when you've got a couple of characters that can interact oh yeah for sure yeah it's it's got a it's got a different dimension to it. I mean, this event I was at yesterday, uh, I was wearing the T-shirt and the T-shirt doesn't have human hackers on it. It just says it's got the characters on the front and on the back it's got, are you ready to be found? There's no there's yep. no name human hackers on the actual shirt, but everybody was looking at it and commenting. <laughs> it, it was just a really strange, it was just a really strange feeling, like it was sort of a magnetic aspect to it where people were really interested it was almost the fact that the name wasn't on there that it was more interesting like who are those guys you know uh, who are those characters well it's contrasting as well and, and and the fact that the actual images themselves are so detailed and and you know for the listeners the the, the amount of time that went into the human hacker character in its own right was significant and then you had more than that time that went into the actual mad scientist character originally yeah i think collectively it was about 18 months worth of of getting that right so it's not it's not easy to do it to to, to do it well no and and the point you're making is that it's all about you know to get a, a conversation interaction with a potential you know the target market i suppose the target audience um it's going to be something that's different it's going to stand and it's going to be intriguing and anything that's left undone anything that isn't normal is going to create that initial engagement so ironically the the actual the fact that the the character's been externalized in terms of an image on a shirt is going to create that interaction rather than just reading human hackers down the bottom it answers the question what's that about oh it's human hackers they might go and google it but in the moment in a in a workshop or a seminar and they see the shirt and it hasn't got the answer there in fact, it's not only has it not got the answer, it's actually got a question. So yeah, that's got, right. there's a question on the back of the shirt and there's no name on the front. And so uncertainty is a challenge to people. And so that, that shirt in its own right is actually creating uncertainty. And there's a natural tendency to want to re, you know, resolve uncertainty. It's a bit like the, you know, we tend to catastrophize for the same reason. It's all about survival. If something's uncertain, it may be a threat. We want to find out. So that shirt is actually triggering some very natural principles on how we operate and how we survive in our in our world in order to get the engagement. And when we get the engagement with someone, it's not just the name they're going to understand. It's going to be all about 
the organisation. And then they're starting to think, well, how does this apply to me or is this relevant to me? And so that level of interaction, that talking face-to-face, one-on-one interaction is going to potentially develop a relationship way deeper than having a shirt that's got human hackers, has the picture on the front, has human hackers, they did have the question on the back, they're still going to think that the issue is resolved because human hackers is there, oh, that's what it must be. And they'll go away and Google on their own after the seminar. We'll be back shortly with Human Hackers. Quite a few of the people virtually wanted to skip over the conversation and just asked if they could have a shirt. (laughs) (laughs) It was was really, really funny because I want one of those shirts. (laughs) How do I get one of those? Why do you think they wanted one of those shirts, Ian? Well, it, it's 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 magnetic. You know? <laughs> it's it's just really it, look. It, it it felt good because you know the the amount of work that's gone into it, but also um, just that just knowing that it works, like it restores your faith in the whole process of spending a lot of time and effort getting this right, and. One of the big things is making sure that, and we've talked about this quite a bit already, and you'll hear us rabbiting on about it in the future. But um, alignment, having having alignment with those characters, is just so important. So, you know, if they were looking at that and said, "Oh, you know, can I have a oh, oh great shirt? Can I have a t-shirt?" Well, yeah, that's a one-dimensional sort of exchange there, but. Uh, it's more than that. I mean, a lot of these people already have known me from previous. Um, experiences and then they're now curious about you Phil I think we might have picked up <laughs> a handful of subscribers as well on the on the podcast but um, the point was that they there was there was a magnetic aspect to it there was and it was only because there was you know the the character definition and the alignment mm-hmm. all sort of coming mm-hmm. together you know, and and the and the the intrigue and the mystery too. Ian, in in what are these characters about? Well, that's the thing. The intrigue and the mystery. I think the intrigue and the mystery was so great. Um, that's why some of them were just defaulting to just get me one of those shirts. You know, <laughs> I don't even need to know the story. I just like the shirt, and it's it's so mystifying that I'll just be happy to wear it and go through the same process with the people around me. Well, that's the, that's the bit I find the funniest because, the you know, you go and get this shirt. You don't really understand what it's about, but it's a really cool shirt. So you wear it out somewhere and someone says, that's a really cool shirt. You say, yes, it is. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that the end of the conversation? <laughs> Where does it yeah, go from right. there? Oh, it always goes somewhere really, really great. Um, it's, a, it's uh, you know, I've, I've been, you know, handing out the business card, which is, you know, another thing that gets a lot of uh, reaction from people. But... But the business card's got a lot of information on it. It's not the same conversation as the shirt. There's something about it. And if you were driving along the freeway and and you saw the you know the human hackers up on a billboard somewhere, um, <laughs> you know it'd be the same thing. You know you'd see these characters. You'd say, "Are you ready to be found?" And you'd probably you'd probably Google, "Are you ready to be found?" Which is fine because they they, they mm. would find one you know either mad scientists or human hackers or both. Um, yeah. It's just, it's just cre- creating that intrigue um, around 
an identity, you know, through the vehicle that are these characters, it appeals to our playful nature, you know, to our, our curious nature. Mm. And, and for the reasons we, we talked about before with the, you know, the, the uncertainty, not knowing, but wanting to know and, and, and wanting to be different or thinking it's something it's, uh, you know, these days, you know, the societal, uh, uh, impacts, I suppose, of, of actually wanting to be the same as everyone else, wanting to be feeling like we're, we're, we're belonging, I suppose. If it's something new that you don't know about, you're going to do your damnedest to find out about it. So the, I guess, in essence, everything we're talking about here comes back to the point of this particular episode, and that is by externalizing and creating a character. In this case, the depth of detail in those characters from a pure graphic point of view is significant now even even to the point mm. of you know getting the, the 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 time that went into getting the the lips right on the oh. hacker and, and, and the facial expression <laughs> and the where the where the, where the shadows were oh, um, in order me. to convey in order to convey that message but the so so it's 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 externalizing that and that's just a, a graphic image but remembering that it's also got this tremendous power in being able to not only put those characters in positions that, you know, maybe neither you nor I would normally be in, but to have reactions that you and I necessarily wouldn't normally have. So we've got this, this huge opportunity in exploring different topics in different ways. And, you know, anything you could think about, we could explore with those two characters and it doesn't have to be you and it doesn't have to be me. And that's where everyone listening in. If you think about, you know, you've got the business there. We've talked about identity. Is like, what character could you create? You know, and 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 it'll cause you to go back and say, well, what's my identity? What are the traits that I have personality-wise mm. that I'm going to need to build into this character? And then, more importantly, how do I represent them within the character? Yeah. And if it's just visual, how do I do that? How do I make that live in terms of those traits? How do I tell the story and the message? around those characters that is then consistent, then how do I get all that to line up in a way that allows the alignment to the target audience? Yeah. It's just a very powerful way to operate. You're listening to Human Hackers. Stick around. Yeah, and we're going to have some really interesting conversations about that in a, in a branding context. Um, you know, some of the brand essence sessions that I've done with uh, Peter Sandor, who I'm sure we'll get on and have a chat with. And I'm sure that there's a lot of branding people out there that go through similar processes. But one of the questions he asks is, you know, if if your brand was a person and they walk through the door right now, who would they be or what would they look like or, you know, and it really gets the juices flowing. Um, you know, would it be, you know, that some people associate it with an actor, so they'll 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 say, oh, we'd be Brad Pitt, or <laughs> you know, we'd be we'd be this actor or, or some other actor, and then other people just start describing the the character essentially. Um, so it's a really interesting exercise, and then there's all these archetypes uh, that a lot of uh, brand processes involve. Uh, you know, the wizard and the jester and um, the wild man, the wild man. You know, all these um, archetypes have characteristics. Not surprising that the character word is in there, and that is a really crucial way to find that alignment I was talking about before. Mm. 
and 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 the you know all the words we're using are not new words i think that the key to this is it's the journey that you're on in terms of defining those pieces what it means about you and therefore what it means about the character that you create to represent those identity elements so the and and that's where it, this is where it all comes from because we talked about presence in the last episode presence is really about a lot about the letting go a lot about being grounded a lot about embracing vulnerability to allow that communication, that connection. It's about all those things. And in reality, this process starts to question some of those pieces. If you're in, if you happen to be the person that's going to create the character and, you know, there's a whole discussion around, you know, when you go to create a character versus allowing a character to turn up, you know, you think about it. If you're sitting in the audience and someone says, what is the character that you need to be to do something else? It's not saying, who you need to be, it's saying, what's the character? Mm. It's immediately externalizing that process. It's saying, okay, I'm give, I'm giving you permission in that one question. I've given you permission to create this a character that isn't actually Ian. It's something that's external to Ian. And so you've got more permission than you've ever had to put whatever you want into that character. And then the bigger picture does that character along with the, the target target audience. So it's 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 challenging rather than talking about the branding process and characters and stuff which is a process i guess the point i'm trying to make here from a human hacker's point of view i'm really trying to highlight the fact that this is a very personal experience yes in terms of thinking about the depth of that and the more personal you make it the more engaging it is the more likely to embrace it and the better the character will be that turns up Yes. So it's not something you're actually creating. It's something that actually turns up as a result of that, all those millions of different things that get evaluated in our head um, at the time we've asked that question. It's, it's, it's that process. It's letting go of all that stuff. It's realizing that it's allowing it to happen. And that's where I think we, we're talking about multiplying the power of, say, the branding process mm. by literally getting that engagement by the people in the room at that deeper level. Well, vulnerability is central to this, isn't it? You know, just letting your guard down and exploring. And it seems to be sort of the, the key to going through all of these processes of discovery, um, mm. getting to the heart of what you're really about, you know, and then the extension of that, be it a character, be it a, a business entity, organisation, whatever it might be, being just straight, with yourself and with the people around you, just cuts through all of the all of the crap really that that we seem to create for ourselves on a daily basis. Why, you know, why do we do that? All this baggage that we just seem to drag along with us. You're right, Ian. The vulnerability is a key piece, and that's that's going to be a common theme throughout this entire process. So, just to summarise, probably a bit of a navigation point here. So, what we're really saying is we're saying that the We've gone through the process of creating the identity. We've then externalized that to a character. And we're talking about the power of what that character then allows us to do. And then we went into a bit of detail around, you know, how we make that character live from a visual point of view, in the case of uh, the mad scientist and the human hacker character. And then the effect that's having on people by having shirts that uh, don't have the human hacker's name but actually trigger a human interaction and engagement, an opportunity to talk and to explain and to connect, which we wouldn't otherwise get if we simply gave them the answer that is human hackers as wording on the T-shirt itself. So there's probably the, 
the next step to this, I think, is is that talking about the freedom that we need to embrace to create the character. So we don't want to come from a place where we're, you know, we're sort of being conservative and like we've always been. We need, need to be out there. We need to push the boundaries a little bit visually or trait-wise, whatever it is. We need to push those boundaries and we need to have permission to do that. So when we regard that character as being external to us, that tends to increase that permission big time where it's not actually about us. The character is inheriting our traits, but it's not actually about us. It's been externalized. So I think the second point in the big picture here, Ian, is is about realizing, embracing and acting on the freedom that we've got um, in the creation of the character and just letting it go wherever it needs to go. And, you know, in a business sense, creating spontaneous opportunities, spontaneous discussion points around what other traits do we need to add to this character? You know, that process I think is important. And that doesn't mean sitting down to have a meeting about creating the character. I don't think that is necessarily the easiest way or most fruitful way to do this. It's the conversations that, you know, the water cooler conversations, it's the spontaneous moments. It's walking into a lunchroom and throwing an idea or a question out and getting interaction. That's where we pick the best fruit. Not when we've got a structured meeting sitting around in a boardroom wearing suits and ties necessarily. We're not really in the place where we're going to be most creative for that. So I think understanding that the creation of the character, the process itself needs to be a little more free form in order to actually bring these things out and spontaneous in nature as well. And that you just create the opportunities to have those very short term but fruitful conversations rather than having it too structured. You're listening to Human Hackers. Stay tuned. Oh, I couldn't agree more, Phil. Um, one of my best meetings that I ever had was just walking around the block. Um, <laughs> just Let's head off out of the office and walk around the block. Um, and by the time we got back to the front door, we, we had the answer, you know. So I, I couldn't agree more. And I think the one of the big challenges too is um, people want to use a lot of words to get engagement with people. They wanted to start that initial conversation, and um, and we we all we all have various different ways that we prefer to receive information. That's that's fine, um, but we all are visual. Yeah, that's built in, and we really do want to use words. It seems way too many words all the time, and for the people who prefer more just the visuals and not not words. They're not engaged. They just get overwhelmed. And this example of talking about the T-shirt yesterday, you know, this is not because we're vain and we like to talk about ourselves. This is, you know, a personal experience. This is a an absolute perfect example of how people will engage with a visual and then start a conversation and then be prepared to listen to more or read more. And then you can start delivering information to them in various different forms. And I, and I think there's some subtlety here too around how that's been used. Um, because we are visually dominant, you know, and, and I think I read some stage where even sounds, we see sounds almost in the sense we create an image that's associated with a sound. The, I guess the, 
the shirts as an example uh, are obviously a visual uh, component of this process, but it's the nature of what's in the image that is actually triggering something because of the intrigue and the detail. What's happening is even though it's 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 a visual piece that would normally be dominant, it's actually a major trigger that causes them to go inside and think and probably analyze and feel all at the same time. And and, and so there's a there's a subtlety in that that I don't think is immediately obvious when you start talking about graphics and visual items. Mm. It's it's what this it's what the vision does, not just the fact it's a visual component. Is what is the what is the visual component doing? I suppose ultimately, what's it communicating? Yep. Um, in this case, in this case, it's it's an engaging visual element. Um, it's not really communicating anything, other than triggering intrigue and potential engagement. Yeah, and the simplicity as well. Um, it's this interesting <laughs> juxtaposition of of detail, of um, of impact, but also it's simple. It's black and white, and um, mm-hmm. Really, that's even though the characters are quite detailed, that has impact. And I mean, even if you look at the front of a of a comic, um, or the front of a, um, we don't have many DVDs around anymore, but a DVD cover, you know, for a the Hulk movie or something like that, they tend to be very busy. And whilst the character's known and it's been around for a long time, um, some of these covers, if that was the first time you'd seen the Hulk. Um, I'm not sure, depending on what you know, what position or what the Hulk's actually doing in the in the in the picture. I'm not sure um, it would resonate as much, but the fact that there's two black and white characters with a certain facial expression and particular outfits that communicate something is going on, you know, <laughs> it's what you know, what what's this about? Oh, that's hang on, is that and it doesn't even matter whether uh, people, in my experience, from wearing the shirt or any other part of the branding, um, it doesn't matter whether people have any previous knowledge of either of the brands or either of the identities or characters. It's just the visual. The visual really is the first step. It gets people in, it engages them in conversation, but then you've got to tell a compelling story. And you've got to have the message that resonates with them, um, and that's what I like about asking the question: "Are you ready to be found?" Because asking the question, "Are you ready to be found?" and then having these characters, it just kicks off into a really intriguing conversation that you know piques their curiosity. And then, if we can deliver, you know, the story and the message that goes along with that, then they're in. You know, that's that's when we're starting to build a really solid community. And conveniently, I guess those characters also, in the case of human hackers, uh, are actually bridging that human online space. So that one question about are you ready to be found has sort of two meanings anyway. Are you ready to be found as an individual? Are you ready to be found or an organisation? Or are you ready to be found uh, online? So so <laughs> yeah. it, it actually, it's a double whammy as well. It's 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 incredibly powerful way to operate. Probably, probably the last point we need to consider as far as this episode goes, Ian, I think is about how that character can be used in a performance sense as well. So we can become the character and probably whether that, you know, that relate probably more to maybe the music uh, career you've got, or in my case, you know, performance in either a business or a, an emergency response sense, 
and for everyone else listening, you know, you know what you're what you're really good at, and the fact that you probably become a character in order to perform, because the character sort of neatly embraces all aspects of uh, of the identity, but also has a particular freedom to do things beyond that identity, if you like. It creates a very compelling and powerful way to interact with everyone else. And so that that last point, that performance point, is a critical one here as well. We'll be back shortly with Human Hackers. Oh, the being able to express um, and perform, um, yeah, is absolutely critical to this. That's the that's the ongoing relationship, if you like, with your you know, with your audience or if you're a business with your, your customers. And that's how we evolve, you know, that, that exchange that we, that we have um, with each other. And we're using human hackers as an example because we're living it. That's really what this podcast is about, isn't it, Phil? We're, we're sort, of, sort of living and breathing what we're talking about. Um, yeah, exactly, yeah. Absolutely. And, and I mean, if, and if we're not doing that, if we're not on this journey with, with the listeners, then like, why, why should they even give us a time of day? You know, we've, we've um, obviously got, you know, years and years of experience behind us, but we're, we're always evolving. We're always developing. And this has been no exception, the human hackers journey and how we express through that vehicle, um, you know, be it a podcast, be it, you know, this conversation or be it, uh, a conference or whatever it might be is critical in that engagement. We we then want to get feedback from our audience and feed that conveniently feedback, feed that back in to what we're going to do next. Um, and it's always going to be about offering value. We're obviously on a journey ourselves here. We're developing it's going to be offering value to the community around us. In fact, the only way you maintain interaction or an exchange is by by exchanging value. We have to be exchanging value to ever maintain a conversation in its own right. So it's, it's all part of the process. The exciting thing is, I guess, five episodes in, so we've covered off on some key aspects of identity up front, which is really a foundational piece to anything we do as an individual or anything we're going to be doing as a, as a business, as an organization or as, a, as an entrepreneur, we're now about to move into the online space. Ian. Oh, is this where we get to talk more specifically about online? This is, this is the, uh, this is the transition point. <laughs> um, so, so that we can, we can get into the depth of it because there's a, you know, that understanding we're developing around this and there's some, some key out aspects and key, points that we've made in, in these five episodes but yeah. we now move to a place where we start to extend that out so we get a direct a very direct and sort of probably um you know the most accepted or the, the most natural way that people want to look at a business they don't normally look at themselves first they look at the online uh, once they've got that business up and running we've we've started off on identity first because it actually multiplies the effect of online when you get the identity right first and so it would have been a miss of us to go and do what everyone else normally does and talk about all these, you know, these online tricks and, and, and stories and messages and things and talk about all the, the normal stuff first, if you like, 
when we hadn't really gone back and looked at the foundational pieces. Oh, totally. I'm I'm pumped because it's. Um, I just had had a had a voice, sort of a voiceover happen in my head. Um, when you mentioned we're going to go into online, it's like one of those um, trailers for a big Hollywood movie. You know, the moment you've all been waiting for. You know, sort of one of those big announcement kind of voices. Um, there's so much great stuff um, to to go through in the online space, but you're absolutely right, Phil. And if there's no foundation and there's no human element here, we do end up putting up something that is just a you know hollow. Yep. There's no there's none of any of the things that we've been talking about. There's no spirit. There's no presence. It's it's just lacking. Um, it's lacking humanity and and. You know, if if businesses want to go along and and do that, you know, or, or individuals want to create brands and put up websites and try things on, that's all well and good. We're not saying don't try things and and give it a go, um, but it does work better when you're actually giving it some proper consideration and understanding how that aligns with your purpose and and your why and and all those things that we've been we've been digging into and. So much of the online space is is hollow, and you know, from a impact point of view, you've got to be on point. There is masses of niches happening online. There are millions and millions of searches every single day. Why should they care about you? And if you can't answer that question, and look, you're not going to answer it straight away. But if you can't even be on the way to answering that question, then you're sort of kidding yourself that, you know, it's ever really going to have, you know, ever really going to have the, the life that it needs to have to be sustainable. Hmm. And that's what it's all about. In the end, it's about creating, putting the effort in, creating sustainable business and I guess sharing that success to uh, uh, to support the people around you that have helped you to get there too. So it's, it's exciting times. Which, moving into online, number six. Yep, here we go. It's uh, I feel like you need to sound more excited, though, Phil. Or has it just been a big week? It's the sort of end of the year. <laughs> it's been a big week. It's been a tumultuous week this week. So lots of things are happening in parallel. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah I, I'm 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 ready. It's 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 interesting you talk about that because for uh, you know doing the audio the podcast sort of element, um again you focus on on value and i suppose in some ways i do maybe sound a little more serious than i really am underneath uh because i want to get the points across and so that's just all part of the process that's part of my identity eh? oh it is but also you know this this has been a really critical foundation you've been doing a lot of the heavy lifting um as far as the the content and the structure of the content and pulling that all together um and I've just been like the guy, you know, cracking jokes and laughing and telling a couple of stories. So, um, <laughs> you know, like we're both serious guys, and and but it's serious fun. Um, and you've been kind of more on the serious side than I have, and that's fine. I'll I'll be, I'll be very kind of cerebral in the online space, and you'll yeah, be swap yeah, roles, and we'll swap roles. You'll be riffing off me and saying, well, yeah, but what's the human element in that? You know, how's how's that work from a human perspective? And and that's the journey we're on. That's the dynamic we've got here. Roles, the roles change, yeah. The roles change. And that'll happen when 
um, when we have other people on the show as well. When they come in, there'll be there'll be different roles played there. There'll be different experiences shared. Completely different aspects will be will be delved into that we have really only touched on in these first five episodes. Mm. And and the thing that's been consistent in the feedback too is that people feel like they're sort of almost like we're sitting around a kitchen table having a chat, and and they're part of it. Um, I know a number of people mentioned to me that the they feel like they wanted to debate some points or or join the conversation, and I guess that's our intent. Our intent is to set it up so it triggers you to do that, even though you, you can't physically do it at the time we're doing the recording. Um, if it's triggering you to think about that as a listener, then we're doing a job because we're not saying we're going to be right all the time. Far from it. Our role is to actually stimulate your thinking, your view of the world in order for you to gain clarity, which then ultimately enables you to act as a listener and you know find out whether what you're thinking is right or wrong. So it's, it's very much a level playing field, not one of these, okay, we're going to tell you the way it is sort of podcast. It's about getting at that lower level, sitting beside you, not above you and not below you and saying, let's just talk about it. Let's see what comes out of this. Um, and that's why I think the feedback has been people have been engaged because we've had that sort of level playing field approach and, and aimed at just stimulating getting clarity rather than actually telling people this is what you need to do because I think there's way too much of that in the world right now. Oh, spot on, Phil. Thank you very much once again. Number six next week. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Ian. You're listening to Human Hackers. Human Hackers.